Welcome to day 267 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul here with uh, Matt and Cindy as we continue in our third season together, the story of the prophets. We've been reading through the prophet Ezekiel. As we start the week, our first reading will be very familiar with you as we've read through the prophets. Simply an indictment of the false prophets and their oracles and the people's desire not to be loyal to God, but to hear a word from God uh, whenever they wanted and whenever it suits their fancy. We'll move in the latter part of the week to uh, three powerful metaphors uh, that are used to, just to describe uh, the unfaithfulness of Israel. We'll cover two of them this week, and uh, one of them is a very extended metaphor. We'll uh, warn you early that it's R-rated, so if there are any children listening through uh, the middle part of the week, you might want to uh, cover their ears for a few sections because it's very graphic in its description of Israel as an unfaithful wife you know, to, to the God of our covenant. And then uh, before that, there is one where we simply compare Israel to the wood of a vine, which is useless for building anything and only good for the fire, uh, which is uh, you know, what Israel has become. And then next week, we'll uh, uncover another metaphor of two eagles. Uh, but we start you know, in chapter 14 with a very common theme of addressing prophets who have Prophesied for their own uh, for their own hearing of people who want to hear good words from the prophets and not the warnings that God is giving them in Ezekiel's uh, denouncement of those prophets. So before we read, as always, uh, we stop, we slow down, we realize uh, that we're not only reading the history of Israel, but we are uh, confronted with who God is and who we are. Uh, the character and the nature of his his judgment and his desire to be in relationship with us. So before we read, as we always do, we pause and offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. So Cindy, do you mind lifting us up in prayer? No, I don't. Father, we thank you for this time in your word. And um, while sometimes your word comes to us as um, not only direct, but what seems hard, we just ask that your spirit, Father, would use it in such a way, Father, that our hearts would... um, be convicted of sin, Father, but also encouraged, but more importantly, just um, transformed so that we might be closer to the likeness of Jesus. So thank you for this time. We ask that you teach us in Christ's name. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 14. Some of the elders of Israel came to me and sat down in front of me. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, these men have set up idols in their hearts and put wicked stumbling blocks before their faces. Should I let them inquire of me at all? Therefore, speak to them and tell them this is what the sovereign Lord says. When any of the Israelites set up idols in their hearts and put a wicked stumbling block before their faces and then go to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer them myself in keeping with their great idolatry. I will do this to recapture the hearts of the people of Israel who have all deserted me for their idols. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says, repent, turn from your idols, and renounce all your detestable practices. When any of the Israelites or foreigners residing in Israel separate themselves from me and set up idols in their heart and put a wicked stumbling block before their faces and then go to a prophet to inquire of me, I, the Lord, will answer them myself. I will set my face against them and make them an example and a byword. I will remove them from my people. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And if a prophet is enticed to utter a prophecy, I, the Lord, have enticed that prophecy, and I will stretch out my hand against him and destroy him from among my, from among my people Israel. 
They will bear their guilt. The prophet will be guilty as the one who consults him. Then the people of Israel will no longer stray from me, nor they defile themselves anymore with their, all their sins. They will be my people, and I will be their God, declares the sovereign Lord. And of course, we end on the note uh, of the covenant faithfulness of God and the desire for God to be among his people and to have a people for himself and for them to be his people and for him in a very deeply personal way to be their God. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a great backdrop against the judgment we find in Ezekiel. Even uh, the harsh moves that God is making, he is making in order to restore the people and not ultimately to harm the people. Uh, so we uh, can know God either in his judgment as a holy God or in his grace as a merciful God. And Israel's sin has brought them, you know, to this place. It's kind of interesting to me. I mean, um, time and time again, we keep hearing um, references to idols. And it always seems like the, the idols that at least I'm reading um, in some of these chapters and books before have been references to idols that they've built up and that they've, you know, worshipped. But now it's it's as if it's kind of changed. And, and um, what stood out to me was just how very personal God has made this when he's talking about the idols that are in their hearts now and the stumbling block that's put before their faces. And so anyway, just, you know, the idolatry that is now made its way into their hearts, you know, which is even... More serious, probably. Yeah. And, you know, both Isaiah and Jeremiah talk about what your hands have made and what cannot speak and cannot walk and how you, you know, how you prop, you know, prop it up. But the real heart of idolatry is not so much, you know, the images that they have made, mm -hmm. but the things that have captured their hearts. Mm -hmm. And so the ultimate uh, definition of idolatry is anything that has robbed uh, the affections, you know, that are due to God and to mm -hmm. you know God only, or has taken our affections away from Him, and so He is here dealing with idols of the heart and the things that you put before your faces. Mm. You know, the things that you admire, the things that you adore, mm. the things that you long for. So it is a deeply personal, you know, kind of, you know, kind of move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's interesting the way that God addresses them because we tend to think that our idolatry is private. You know, and as long as we can keep our idolatries under control, mm -hmm. you know, or minimized, then like we can control what they actually affect, you know, if we will. And God says, should I even let them inquire of me at all? You know, should you see the, mm -hmm. the, the vertical dimension of the Lord saying, I see not only the things they put before their faces, but I see the idols of their heart. And should I even let them inquire of me? Instead, mm -hmm. I will tell them, you know, what they need to hear. And, and he begins to deal with their idolatry. When any of these Israelites set up the idols in their heart and put a wicked stumbling block before their faces, then go to a prophet, I, the Lord, will answer. You know, it's just that reminder of the broken fellowship that, you know, we have with the Lord, especially, you know, in, in our own idolatry. And yet it's the Lord who who we need to inquire of, and it's the Lord's word we need to hear in response to our idolatry. And of course, there's the obvious pattern of the people that uh, their repentance is only on the surface and it's very short-lived. Uh, they've kind of, you know, treat, you know, the Lord, you know, kind of like a you know, fire extinguisher behind glass, break the glass in case of emergency. And if things get dire, they come to the Lord. They don't want to hear his, Lord, his word. They do not respond to the word he's given them. And, and so finally he says, why should I even answer them at all? But tragically for them, he says, I will answer them. But it's not the kind of answer that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And he even talks about a place where, you know, if a prophet speaks falsely, you know, I will be the one enticing him. Mm 
In other words, I've given the prophets over to their wild speculations, and I've given the people who are doing, you know, what Paul would call in the New Testament, gathering around them any number of teachers, you know, to say exactly what they're wanting to hear. I will give them over to these wild delusions. And of course, you even hear some of this, you know, in Paul and Thessalonians in the latter days, they'll be deceiving delusions and people will buy them wholesale rather than listening to truth. Mm -hmm. and, and so that is the pattern, you know, that you have here. And it's part of the reason the Lord's asking that question, why should I even respond to yeah. them? They don't want to hear me. And even if they hear the words, they won't take them to heart and, and they won't take them to action. And of course, that's a tragic picture of us sometimes as well. Mm -hmm. that we uh, take the word, Lord's word lightly. Mm -hmm. Well, and just a small essence of maybe some hope is that he said that he would answer them in keeping with their idols, but that this confrontation is in order to recapture their hearts. Yeah. Verse and five. so it continues yeah. to be what will feel like severity, but it is severe mercy in that he will bring them back to himself. So it's just so moving to see the Lord work that way. Yeah. Now, uh, verse 5 captures that uh, beautifully. Mm -hmm. I will do this to recapture the hearts of the people of Israel. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that uh, as we get uh, into the metaphor, you know, later in this week of unfaithfulness, you know, in marriage, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that really will resound, you know, in that theme as well. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have the gospel call, repent and turn from your idols and renounce your detestable practices. And, and this is the word they don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to have God act on their behalf without any obligation for them to return to the Lord, to repent of their sins, and, and to be faithful covenant partners, you know, with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what, I mean, all this in what we're talking about really drives us to that end, too, of the section we read, you know, where it says, Then the people of Israel will no longer stray from me, nor will they defile themselves anymore with all their sins. They will be my people, and I will be their God, declares the sovereign Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, that co covenant formula that... We will indeed, you know, one day be his people and he will be our God. And that day becomes a reality for us in the new covenant that because we are in Christ, we are the people of God, you know, and he is our God. But but we see, I mean, you know, kind of even what we've been talking about is we we tend to want God to do it a different way. You know, or we, we tend to want to still be able to hang on to our idolatries. And God says, no, 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 you, you must repent and I'm going to remove those things. No, we uh, we want you know God to respond to us on our terms rather than uh, us responding to God on His terms, and of course uh, it would be disastrous if God did give us you know the the desires of our heart that would ultimately lead us away from Him. So a lot of times, you know, God is gracious to us in not hearing our prayers and not answering our prayers because as James reminds us, so many of our prayers are bent on ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, with false motives just so we can kind of consume it on ourselves. And God is calling them to repent and know true blessing, not just the temporal blessings, mm -hmm. you know, that they long for mm -hmm. or the conveniences, you know, that they long for. So this is a nice warning, a very typical in a prophetic moment. And like I said, as we move into the week, we'll get into a deep extended metaphor um, that'll be a little bit uh, more, you know, atypical, you know, of the prophets, even though it's building on big themes. Uh, but as we close today, Matt, why don't you lead us in a word of prayer? Yeah. Father, we are thankful for your word, thankful that it reveals your heart and your character to us, but it also deeply um, searches us and causes us to examine the idols of our own heart the things that we put before our faces. And, and so, Father, would you search us, um, reveal to us the, 
the idols of our hearts, um, the things that we treasure that are not you. And, and Father, would you recapture our hearts in Christ? We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.